What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 36. And we just did a live show. We just did a live show. We just did a live show. Actually, no, we didn't. Not we yet. We recorded it before it, however. But just like this week's episode of Rebels, I moved into the future. <laughs> And we killed it! Killed it! <laughs> I actually went in a time portal, made sure that everything went great. So we're under the assumption that it was sold out, because we are sold out at this moment. It's true. Everybody showed up. They loved it. We got a standing ovation. They all got their proto-scum pins. George Lucas was there. Georgie Lowe. He told us that we were the heir apparent to Lucasfilm. Uh, he gave us our very own blue flannels. There's, there are, there have already been multiple think pieces written about That's how true. it was the greatest Star Wars event ever. Jermaine Lucere's article was my favorite. Yeah, uh, mine was the when we went on the Slash Film podcast and they asked us, "How are we so good at performing live shows?" It was amazing. I love that we're the new hosts of the Star Wars show. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. I love you, Andy Gutierrez, but like I know. She was there. Yeah, but you can come on anytime you want. You're it's welcome. All good. We would love to have you as a guest. <laughs> this week on Black Series Rebels Show. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, you guys weren't able to come to the show if you're watching this live. Maybe some of you did. If you did make it to the show, thank you so thank you, much. Thank if you. you didn't, it's okay. We're hoping to take this show on the road at some point. We're going to keep working away in our sweaty closet until then. Hopefully get out to some conventions out in ear new, near you. But if you weren't able to make it there, we did release these cool new t-shirts. And I have to tell you, they are oh so minty fresh. We have two different designs. We have a twin sun mm -hmm. design within our logo, and we have stolen plans within our logo. So they're kind of funky. We've kind of designed our logo yeah. to sort of represent different moments, some of our favorite moments from a galaxy far, far away. Now, if you want to get your hands on one, what do you say we do a giveaway? I think we do a giveaway before we sell them on our shop. What Let's do, do it. So to enter this giveaway, all you have to do is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave either the hashtag TwinSons or the hashtag stolen plans. That'll dictate which of the two shirt designs you want. And you can enter to win only one, and we'll give one of each style away to two different people. So if you want to enter that giveaway, all you got to do is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave a comment, hashtag twin sons, or hashtag stolen plans, and we will give away one of each design to two lucky rebels. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex. What's going on this week in Star Wars News? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars News? I'm not making it up this time, bud. Not a lot. I know. <laughs> I mean, there's a big deal that happened this week. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but first up, basically, uh, we got a look at the international poster for Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, you know, it's chewy, it's Han, it's, it's dusty. Um, it's dusty. And the Falcon's there. Uh, I actually like the swagger that Solo looks like he's, he's got there. I'm not a big fan of, like, Chewie's got some weird, like, Chewie's got greasy looking messed up hair and... You can't even see Chewie up close. What are you talking about? I know, but I zoomed in on that. And, you know, you zoomed in on your first part. You zoomed in like I you're looking in. at some like... But yeah, I got to look for those details. Got to yeah, look for those sweaty details. Yeah, but those are like super low-res like know. publicity images. Bad Photoshop. Yeah, I would maybe cut it some slack. I'm cutting it some slack. I you're actually not. like the poster, though. What do you think of it? It's cool. 
I don't know why they needed a different international poster. I think the problem is, is they needed it to be very clear. Han, Chewie, notice how it's far enough away to where you don't know that it's not Harrison Ford. So for an international poster, I think that's the idea. Millennium Falcon, Han Solo, and Chewbacca. Nothing else. What does that mean? What could it be? What could it be? Uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Han and Chewie go on an adventure in the Millennium Falcon. What? what? Can't wait. I think it looks cool. I mean, it looks a little like a, a Topps Card Trader app image. Hmm. A little bit. Like, it looks a little like one of their, like, yeah! To me, it looks like concept art that was hanging around the production office that some people really liked, and they were like, let's make that the international poster. Yeah, I mean, may maybe. I, it's, I think it's, it's very clearly a striking poster image. I love the colors. It's weird. They're marketing this movie with such bright, bold colors, but then the trailer is so drab. Like, I mean, right? Am I wrong? Like, Well, the only thing with color in the trailer is, is Lando's outfit. Yeah. That really pops What does it mean? Maybe, Lando, maybe, it's, maybe it's all about Lando's wardrobe. The entire movie. I'd be all right with it. Be rad. It's like Devil Wears Prada. Like, it's all about fashion, but it's Lando. Like, Lando's <laughs> interning with Han and Chewie. Phantom Thread with Lando Calrissian. Oh, that's weird. What if Chewie was like the Daniel Day-Lewis in that? <laughs> this whole time, when Chewie's going... He's actually like... A very controlling Daniel Day Lewis like masculine figure manipulating Han into doing what he wants. <laughs> Am I the only one that's off Phantom Thread? Yeah, it's, it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, I decided to just take a nap in my bed. All the Star Wars fans are like, what? What's Phantom Thread? <laughs> Guys, there's these movies that come out once a year. They're but they're not about Star Wars. There's all these other movies. <laughs> yeah, there's all these movies that are not about Star Wars. Phantom Thread is one of them. I, I like the poster. Uh, I, my, my favorite one is the Lando, the Lando by himself, mm -hmm. and then the, the solo trailer, the solo poster with all of them in yeah. the solo title. I think those are all super cool. I'm assuming, though, that we're still going to get a traditional poster towards the release, because Rogue One even had a traditional Star Wars poster towards the towards end. Towards the end, yeah. Yeah. So I would assume we're going to get something that's a little more traditional. These right now feel like we're kind of getting the like the character posters. Like for Last Jedi, we got those character posters. And then uh, we got for Force Awakens, this is one talking about Steve moment. Why are all of their right eyes covered? Do you remember that one? They were all blocking their eyes and I was like, because it looks cool. Remember that? You made all, you were like, why? Why are there, what does it mean? I was like, what do you mean, what does it mean? It what just it looks mean? cool. That was like, what I should have I should have known to never do a Star Wars show with oh. you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. The first time you said, hey, what does it mean that all of their right eyes are covered? <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, uh, looks kind of cool. I will say this, though. The poster definitely strikes me as you're, like, you walk out of a movie, like, okay, sorry, guys. Level with me here in my age. When you used to see movie posters for the first time, when you walked out of a walked into the movie theater or walked out of a movie uh, in a theater back in the day, it that solo poster looks like one that like would be sort of the first teaser poster, not just a logo, but just like the first sort of yeah. thing to it. Um, which I feel like a lot of these kind of feel. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. all feel like secondary posters. I think the main one will be coming whenever we get again. Like I would assume. Around April, maybe like the second week of April, pre-Avengers Infinity War, we will get the official, like, yeah. 
solo trailer. I have a feeling the movie's going to be really good. I actually really do. Yeah. Like, you know, I think there's been some... I, I have a feeling it's really good. I, I, but you can't go on the internet and talk about something positively and how good it's going to be. I know. That lasts for like 10 minutes. I know. But again, though, I keep going back to this idea of like, if the movie was bad, they would have postponed it to Christmas. Probably. So I, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I feel good. There was also an international trailer that was released around it's like the, the same exact time same thing as the poster. In my yeah, it's the exact same thing. I think maybe different angle of the same yeah. scene or something. I don't but know. It's, I didn't pick it's up the exact on it. same thing. Uh, more solo news. Uh, we, were, we reported uh, a couple weeks ago about the uh, Star Wars novels and stuff. The last shot. There's going to be a solo one. There's going to be a uh, Lando one. Delroy po- Delray books posted sort of a timeline. Of where Solo kind of lands within the the Star Wars uh, timeline. Uh, this one, I believe, is in between uh, Tarkin and Thrawn. Okay. Uh, with, the with book or the are. movie? The well, they're saying that the the movie is okay. going to be taking place in between those two. So after Revenge of the Sith, before Rogue One. Okay. I believe. Yeah, before Rogue One, um, they also released an excerpt from the book. Uh, I read it. It's about a page long. It's basically Mr. Mom with Han Solo. And Ben. Uh, and, and Baby Ben. And he's trying to keep Baby Ben quiet and sleeping. And there's a message that keeps popping up that's trying to get a hold of Leia. And it's Mom Martha. And basically it ends with someone banging on the door. And Han's like freaking out and goes to grab his blaster and um, opens the door. And it ends up being Lando. And he's all stoked to see Lando. But Lando's not happy to see him. And the way it's described is Lando leans back, winds up, and gives Han a good old whack Whoa. in the face. And it basically ends with Han going, I should have saw that coming. And that was sort of it. It was fun. It was cool. But it's definitely like you could tell that the writer was sort of like has a newborn kid maybe and was just sort of taking from his personal account of kind of trying to keep his baby asleep while he's waking up and People are making noises and trying to get a hold of them. What does the baby sleeping have to do with Lando coming? Like, what? Well, I'm so just confused. no. The story, the 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 excerpt that I read. Okay. It's, it's the majority of it is Han trying to keep Ben asleep and, and not this is get, from not Last get, Shot. Yeah, and not okay. not get a, not be awoken. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That sounds so boring. That sounds so dull. I look forward to all of the <laughs> other Star Wars podcasts breaking down what happens in that Star Wars story. Oh, for weeks. What could it mean, Alex? I can't wait. What till, could it mean? I can't wait till Ken Knapsack and Joseph Scrimshaw explain to me everything that happens in that book. I can't wait. But what could it mean? I don't know. Ben's a baby. All I saw was something about how he had crust on his eyes or something. Oh, well, the kid had the crust on his eyes and he kind of woke up and he had these really dark black eyeballs and yeah we don't really read the books guys i'm sorry i mean but who wants to but read that's about cool if you're into ben's it. crusty eyes like <laughs> crusty solo eyes it's like what if in last jedi like luke said instead of <laughs> don't uh, you remember your crusty did you, eyes did ben? you come did you did you come to save my soul no. no, I came to help you with your crusty eyes. I bet you have. <laughs> He's like, I bet you have. He's like, crusty. He looks at it. He's like, ugh, it looks like a little piece of gold. Crusty eyes. They look like little, like, you got, you get crusty eyes? Oh, I get crusty. Like, I have bad crusty eyes when I wake up. Oh, I, I used to, but yeah. I don't anymore. My eyes water really badly as in general. And when uh. I sleep, and my eyelashes are so long. I uh. Uh, Not Star Wars related, but sometimes it's hard for me to, like, my eyes open. <laughs> 
in the morning. That's your, that's your new uh, band-aids. Oh, God, crusty no. Eyes. No. Crusty eyes. <laughs> I give that Steve's. Two crusty it's eyes. Steve's <laughs> crusty oh. eyes of approval. What else is going on this week in Big Star Wars Big week, dude? buddy. Big week. Rebels. Yeah. Rebels. I caught up. I watched it. Uh, I saw the internet ablaze. You were in class. So I, I have class Monday night, so it's kind of a treat, right? I go do my... My little lame method acting on camera class newsflash. I, I I do that stuff and it's very fun, uh, sometimes. And they basically, long story short, is I I look forward to it the entire class. Then I come home and I sit on my couch and I watch Rebels or whatever Star Wars thing I'm in. The best part is usually because I get out of class late. All the new releases too are on iTunes. Yeah. So I can usually take a look at what's come out and maybe I'll watch a new movie that's come out or something like that. Um, would you like me to break down Rebels? Would you Would you like to talk like we did last week, or would you like to talk about it? Yeah, you can break it down a little bit, and we can we can talk about it. Great. Yeah. So Lay it on me, Doc. The the Rebels are packing up. They're they're getting ready to do something. And long story short, they decide to go. Ezra's like, I know what we have to do. They hop on these loath wolves. They go for a ride through the grass. Looks very Jurassic Park 2-esque with like the raptors going through the tall grass. And then they go, and then all of a sudden they dip through the planet, uh, which was cool. And they're like, oh, how did they do that? Next thing you know, we're at a Jedi temple, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a minister, which actually I thought was the most interesting part of the thing. They sort of had this like religious zealot that they have kind of- lord or whatever. It was was a minister. Which I want to ask you, do you think he was the guy in Rogue One? That's what I thought about. At Vader's uh, castle? I don't know, I didn't read the IMDb. It looks like a similar kind of thing. Maybe maybe they're a part of that same sort of like religious, like they're like these Sith Lord like worshippers of the Sith or whatever, worshippers of the Force. I don't know, like, the dark side equivalent of, like, the caretakers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, long story short, they're trying to figure out what that tap, what the template means, how to read the wall to open up some kind of thing. Like, they're, they're basically, they're trying to open the door into this Jedi temple to figure out what they need to do. They sneak on, they do the traditional, put on the helmets, they walk around. Hilarity ensues, some cool <laughs> stuff ensues. Long story short... They open up the gate, which is actually a very beautiful sequence with that 2D animation. We go, which by the way, spoiler alert, like I'm sure anyone though who's watching this has watched Rebels or doesn't care uh, by the time this comes out. We have opened the portal and we go in and Ezra ends up in, I guess what would be the visual representation of the force between timelines. Or in general, well, maybe I think it's the, the force that sort of connects and binds everybody. Yeah, it's almost like he's yeah. in like the physical representation of the, the force. force, which was, is a very cool idea. Yeah, we see the portals, Bobby Bobby Bob, and of course, at what everyone's been waiting for, he goes to the the, the little the little uh, owl, the little Star Wars owl. Well, it's like these little portal things all all over all over the place. All this stuff, right? And he. Goes to see Ahsoka. He sees back in time. We think he's just seeing it. Yeah. And then he re- he says Ahsoka, and he realizes that she can hear him. Pulls in, saves her, and Ezra has reached back in time to save Ahsoka. He decides that he, through through a series of discussions with Ahsoka, he can't save Kanan, uh, which is sort of like his final lesson. 
kind of, well, I think his final well, lesson will be in the finale. Yes, but it's a big lesson of like uh, you can't you can't take away Kanan's sacrifice. You can't undo what that means. It would be disastrous. Like, and also it makes sense, right? Because if he saves Kanan, right, there's no reason for them to have gone to the temple. Mm-hmm. Like none of, none of that would exist if Kanan doesn't make the choice mm-hmm. that he makes to become Little Doom Wolf or whatever. And I think the big thing that people are excited about which i have to tell you i'm surprised by is this idea of manipulating space and time in star wars this is a very traditional science fiction mechanic but it's never been done in star wars like this i think i believe that it has been done in star wars but just not this overt Mm -hmm. right we haven't straight up marty mcfly'd you know Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, and that was one of the big things is, you know, I saw the internet and Twitter blowing up and you were in class and, and guys, you know, I, I don't uh, I don't go up and out of my way to catch up on Rebels. I, I admit that. Um, and I saw everyone just going, oh my God, game changer, holy crap, I didn't, oh my God. And I was like, I guess I got to watch Rebels. So I, I put it on and I was like, I didn't know I didn't think time travel ever could be, it was a thing in Star Wars. Like I just, it just didn't seem, and so on first, my first little taste of it, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't think I like this. Yeah, we had a different yeah, response first, to it. Yeah, Your first response was like, this doesn't happen in Star Wars. I was like, Star Wars doesn't have time travel? And mine was like, and I basically was like, of course, well, of course it does. Like when, for me, if you want to take a, I don't take a scientific approach to the Force, as nerdy as that is to say, like, it is an energy that surrounds us and binds us. It holds the galaxy together. Yoda, uh, luminous beings, we are not this crude matter. It's sort of like everything is interconnected. So it would make sense that the Force could manipulate time in some way. But I don't even know if it necessarily was manipulating time. What I just found really interesting about this whole thing, and we've talked about it, yeah. and I tweeted a little bit about it, was I don't know. Let's just say, for example... When Rey jumps down into the hole in The Last Jedi, if instead of seeing all the representations of herself through in the snap and like her parents, my parents, my parents, my parents, like that whole sequence, what if she had jumped in and was in the time warp? Fans would have lost their mind. And not in a good way. And not in a good way. You can't have time travel in Star Wars. They would have lost their minds. And I'm sure some wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Most people would have gone bananas if they had done that in The Last Jedi. And it would have been just as earned as this Rebels thing. It would have been, right? You can go back and you can look at Force Awakens and you can say when she touches that saber, she travels through time, she sees Bespin, she she is standing in the area where Kylo... Well, that's really interesting because it's actually very similar to this when Ezra is first entered into this sort of. Uh, you're hearing all room. these. You're voices. hearing all these voices. You yeah. hear Yoda. You hear Obi. You hear Qui Gon. You hear Rey. You hear Maz. Yeah. Like you hear everybody. Which is again, and I go I, and and I love Rebels. I love I love this episode. I, I want to because I will tell you, it's my favorite episode of Rebels. It's not my favorite that's episode okay. of Rebels. I That's think another talk. Dark, Dark Saber and Twilight of the Apprentice dominate this episode of Rebels. This is very, it's a cool idea. My, my, the thing that I just found really interesting, and this isn't a dig on either the episode 
the choice or anything. It's simply, I found the fan reaction to be very interesting. Why are fans so okay with a device that actually changes how Star Wars works, but they can't wrap their head around Leia floating through space? Like, like really though? I mean, am I wrong? Like, no, man, you're. you're I mean, I saw. Absolutely right. I saw people that that tweeted. Dave Filoni is the next George Lucas. Dave Filoni should be in charge of Lucasfilm. Well, and I think a lot of And that... a tweet under that is Ryan Johnson, go kill yourself. And I'm like, I don't understand. I think that a lot of the fans of Rebels and Filoni, and I'm a fan of Filoni. I think he's great. I think what he does is awesome. Um, but I think a lot of them look at him as sort of the one of the last remaining guys. Uh, He's the heir apparent. Heir apparent to George. Because George, like, the whole thing has to do with the Mortis Ark and Clone Wars and 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 that whole thing. It, it's all connected to that, which apparently, which Dave said on Rebels Recon or, or whatever on the Star Wars show, that, like, that was George's idea. George invented that. This thing has been there the whole time. So I think fans, they hold this weird thing with the Disney and the Lucasfilm sort of ever since they came in. There's a whole faction of them out there that feel like it's ruined Star Wars and it's changed it because it's not George. And I feel like a lot of this fan base that, that is a huge fan base of Rebels in particular, they they really hold on to Dave and what he does because of the, the, the Lucas. I guess, I, I, and, and I hear that, again, I, I really want to reiterate because I got a lot of flack on You did Twitter. get a lot of flack. And I kept saying, I thought it was really cool. I just want you to honestly tell me, if J.J. Abrams had put a time travel element into Force Awakens, would you be stoked? And the answer would be no. No, you he, guys would have been like, you did it in Star Trek. He, you guys would have, like, people would have lost their mind. I would have lost my mind. You would have lost your shit if J.J. Abrams put time travel well, in Force then, Awakens. Well, then it would have made the whole half-face thing more sense to me. I know, right? Because half of us... Because half of them are... Half of, traveling and half of half us, of them are here. Half of us are in different places. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I've seen so many Star Wars bloggers, pundits, talking about how this is Dave Filoni is the the god amongst Star Wars storytellers. And I don't disagree. He's a great storyteller. That device, as soon as you text me, it's a game changer. You said, oh, you should watch Rebels. It's a it's a game changer. I said it changes everything. It changes everything. I went, oh, it's time travel. Because time travel is the easiest... Story device. The easiest story device if you want to go back and... Retcon or change retcon things. Retcon or change things. So, like, was this always the plan? I 100% believe it. Do I think that they've always been wanting to get an element like this into Star Wars so that... They can do things like retcon and change things. Absolutely. Do I think they're going to ever touch this again? Nope. I don't think you'll hear about any of this in any movie ever. Because if they did that in a movie, the average person is going to go, what? You can time travel through the force? Like, I got to watch a cartoon? Yeah. It's just good. Yeah. It, and again, I don't want people to think I'm dogging on it because I really like the episode. I just found it really interesting that we can't, as fans, some folks couldn't cope with Luke force projecting, but are totally cool with Ezra discovering the most powerful device you could ever have in the force. Ezra Bridger 
right now by himself, and I guess Ahsoka, the two of them know the most powerful thing you could ever have in stars. Hence why the Emperor was trying to get it. Now, I don't think they'll ever wield it because the lesson they learned is that it's not about that. We shouldn't go in and manipulate things. Everything happens for a reason. There is there is there is a destiny that plays in. What do you, how do you think it's going to end? Because next week we're getting like an hour and a half I think that ending to this whole Rebels show. I think Ezra's going to take on Thrawn. I don't know how it's going to go. I think Ezra will survive. I think so. Somehow he'll, I bet he'll, they'll win. They'll kick the Empire off Lethal. Ezra will stay on Lethal with his people. That'll be like the whole thing. He, the whole arc will have been, he was a kid on Lethal. He goes off on this crazy adventure. Now he's a man on Lethal. What do you think is going to happen with the, um, the portal time travel Nothing. thing? You think it's just going to stay there on Lethal and yep. Ezra's going to protect it from the Empire the whole time? Probably. Or? I don't think they'll ever go back to it. Which again, I go, so then is that a great reveal? See, I would imagine that they would destroy it. Destroy it. But then why reveal it? Just to save Ahsoka? I don't Ahsoka? know, but then it's like this weird thing where I don't, I don't really remember the Mortis thing. I know that there's the whole thing with the father, the daughter, and the son. Yeah. And that the son is sort of always like kind of the dark side. They're crash. like, the, they're, they're a physical representation of the force and balance and... Anakin goes through these whole trials to sort of see what side he lands on. It's a, if he's the chosen one. It, yeah, exactly, to see if he's the chosen one. It's amazing. The Mortis arc is incredible, and it actually would make an incredible Star Wars movie. Like, it's a great idea. But I also heard a lot of people going like, well, it's Mortis, so it makes sense. And I was like, what? Because there's pictures of the Mortis gods suddenly we're cool with Ezra being able to travel through time? Like, and again, I will reiterate, again... I liked it. This, I, I'm just struggling. I'm trying to figure You're out. Struggling with the fans' acceptance of one thing and not another. When yeah, I just when they're both on the same the same realm. level of crazy, yeah. like the same level of game changing. I think this is this this breaks the rules more than way more than anything the Last Jedi did. Anything that the Last Jedi did. I agree. So, like, what is it about it? Is it just because you've spent four years with these characters? So you're like, yeah, it's cool. I just want something amazing to happen. I want them, and and I think. Do so you think it's that, or do you think it's because it's also a reference to Clone Wars and that, that too. prequel era that so many fans clamor for, and they just for sure they're not getting right now in the current form of Star Wars. Sure, and that could be it too. I liked it. I'm really excited for the finale. I am too. I I, I can't believe I'm, like I mean I've again I'm not the biggest fan of the animated series. Um, you bet. You you better believe I'm gonna watch. I can't wait to see what happens next week and how this whole thing ends. I'm really curious. Leave in the comments what you guys thought of the time travel element in Rebels and what you guys think about what it does for the Force going forward. Whether you think they'll do it again, whether you don't think. I'm genuinely curious because I was just really surprised to see fans embrace that mm -hmm. so much. When I remember when JJ got Star Wars. Yeah. People were making fun of time travel in Star Wars for years. All of you dudes were. I saw the memes, man. Mm -hmm. All of us were like, <laughs> and now because it's Dave Filoni, we're like, give him the keys to the castle. And I'm a little like, a lot of directors do that, and we have been making fun of that for years. Yeah. We, we, JJ has been mocked for doing this device and doing it better in multiple projects. Like, I'm sorry, like. 
they just JJ's done time travel and he's done it better. Like Rebels is super cool. Like they're not in the same realm for me. Like yeah, I will just leave it there. Are you gonna say a time travel device in a Star Trek movie is better than no the time travel device? JJ Abrams has used time travel on like <laughs> six kidding. properties. I'm Right, like I was just lining you up for a bad Star Trek. Rivalry. I mean, right now, what 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 I wish would happen is that Alex would reach through a force portal portal and stop us from talking about this because I don't want to deal with all the people mad about. The I fact- think you're going to be okay, bud. I don't think people are going to be mad. I know. I think people didn't. I think people misunderstood your poll that we posted on our. Black yeah, Series Rebels account. People and were they didn't like, read it and they thought it was a dig, and it was not meant to be a dig. It's not a dig on liking yeah, time travel in Star Wars. It is an actual. I'm genuinely curious why Dave Filoni gets a pass for and a Ryan choice. Johnson like, and Ryan Johnson has Leia float through space and he gets death threats. Like. You ruined my childhood. Like, let's all take a step back and think about that for a second. Because truthfully, and I know you guys probably all agree with me, time travel changes Star Wars more than Leia floating through space. <laughs> As of right now, the way that they've set up Star Wars, Ezra could go into that room. And literally mess and change everything up. Ezra could walk into, with the way they have set up that story, Ezra could go back in time and they could stop Luke from ever going to blow up the Death Star. Stop Qui-Gon from taking Anakin. Stop Qui-Gon from taking Anakin. No more Darth Vader. He could literally go back in time and kill Darth Vader. In his sleep. <laughs> like, that's, that's, we're cool with a device like this being in Star Wars over Leia floating through space. <laughs> Let's just mull on that. Like, the midichlorians from impregnating in the empty box? Maybe Ezra is the midichlorian. Like, and again, I don't, I, I just, I want to keep reiterating because it sounds like I'm shitting on the device. I'm not. I think it's super cool. I think I think it's welcome in Star Wars. I think Wars. it's hilarious. I, I mean, I'm with you. What's funny to me is, is I was shitting on the device after I first saw it, and I was texting you, and you were like, it "Doesn't bother me at all, man. It's always been there." Yeah, I was like, "It's, it's always." Al- been I said, there. I, was I like, like it. I dig it." I was like, "It's always been there. Time travel's always been in Star Wars." Yeah, this is just the it first. It wasn't time. until the reactions came out the next day where you were like, "What?" Well, my issue was all of a sudden it was like, the movies are broken. The TV show is incredible. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, hold on a minute. Like, every, like, maybe, maybe there's a little, like, oh, it's coming to an end. So we really want to celebrate how good the show is. And again, dude, listening to Dave Filoni talk about Star Wars actually gives me chills. Oh, absolutely. The dude knows Star Wars better than I will ever know Star Wars. And I do think there, I really do think. A, a voice like his in the cinematic universe is very warranted and welcome. Absolutely. I would love to have him come in and get some of these more daring ideas put into the movie. That being said, why... Like, I just... I'm re- Like, even Game of Thrones has, has dabbled with this idea of time travel. Yeah. And time travel elements. And those guys are coming in to do a Star Wars movie. Imagine if... Fucking Benioff and Weiss put a a Raven esque time traveling. People would lose their minds. So what is it about? I'm just genuinely curious. Just tell me what is it about Dave Filoni where it's okay for him to do stuff like that, and it's not okay when 
a fresher face comes in and challenges Star Wars. And again, I love the episode. I'm stoked for the finale. I'm, I, I have a feeling the future for Dave Filoni is going to be really great. It's not going to be in the cinematic. I can't wait till we get our next announcement for what he's got up. It's not going to be a cinematic movie. I'd be shocked if they give Dave Filoni a movie. I think he's going to get either the live action TV show or he's going to get another amazing animated show. And he's going to start all over again. He's going to do a more amazing. But I think he's going to start totally fresh. It's not going to be like there'll be no more to stuff. There'll be no Ahsoka. I think it won't be the prequel style storytelling. No, it'll be like more like smugglers and. I think so. I mean, I could be wrong because like I, I definitely think that he. I mean, obviously with Clone Wars, but even with Rebels, to me the storytelling in that is very reminiscent to the stories of the prequel trilogy. Yeah, because it's like, it's George. Yeah, it's, it's very George. I think it's know? better than the prequels. I think Clone Wars. I would rather if someone said, "Would you what?" What stories of that era would you rather watch? I would say I'd rather sit and watch the Clone Wars TV show than watch Attack of the Clones. So, right. nobody's doubting your love for the cartoon, buddy. I know, I know I, and I and I know people aren't going to freak out. I don't know. I see, like I keep apologizing for having an opinion. I just was genuinely shocked to wake up the next day and see fans writing articles praising this choice when, like. We saw those same people on Last Jedi go, how could you introduce force projection at the climax of a movie? All I know is it was our most, it was the most participation we've ever seen in a poll we've ever posted on Twitter. Is it? So, good job. Good job. Nice engagement, everybody. Now, with that, we have a great interview this week. Our boy Dylan Park came by to talk about all things Star Wars. He's a rad dude. You guys are, we're really excited for you guys to get to meet him. I, Steve, he's an old friend of Steve's. I just met him. And I'm already I'm already sweaty for the dude. He's a great guy. <laughs> so with that being said, let's take it to interview. All right, guys. This week's guest is none other than writer and friend of ours, Dylan Park. Yay. Welcome to the show, bud. Thanks, Thanks for, for being having here. me. Thanks for having me. We've been trying to get you on since like before we even started rolling. We're finally I, got I you. I know, man. I know. I'm here. You caught me. You're here. Oh. You're in LA. Let's get sweaty. Let's get sweaty. <laughs> Let's talk Star Wars. Um, Let's do it. So you last time I saw you was a while ago. You mm-hmm. had you were like self-publishing a comic book. Right, right. That was like a cool sort of war soldier zombie yeah. thing. Sweaty. Yeah. Getting Sounds sweaty. Pretty yeah. Sweaty. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you kind of, you know, you're a vet. Mm-hmm. You were in the military. What yep. branch were you in again? I was in the Air Force. You're in the Air Force. You oh. you served in Iraq mm-hmm. a couple tours, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, you saw a lot of, you saw combat. You saw mm-hmm. action. Yeah. Um, and you, about a year or so ago on Twitter, mm-hmm. you were kind of um, recol- giving your recollection in, in your story of, of a pretty yeah. powerful story. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, and I, we've been friends before all that. All of a sudden, it was like, Gary Whitta, Pablo Hidalgo, <laughs> Seth Rogen. All these people are, like, tweeting this dude I know. Yeah. And it was like... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really weird. Um, I, that story just, it, it touched a lot of people, I guess. I mean, it was just a, it, it was a hopeful story in a time where uh, a lot of Americans weren't feeling so great about, what well, you know, what's going on in our yeah. country, so... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, like you said, I, I've had a, b- a bunch of celebrities reaching out to me. I'm like on a first name basis with like a, <laughs> like it, it's crazy. Yeah, you don't have to drop. Them. Yeah, I'll just yeah, pick that up yeah. For you real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying not to name drop. Like if you but don't mind, like if you can kind of share a little bit of the story um, and, and sort of your history and, and whatnot. 
Yeah, so uh, essentially, I mean, make a long story short, um, I went to Iraq, uh, it was 10 years ago actually, it's crazy, and uh, I met a young boy there named Brahim, and Brahim was uh, an interpreter in Iraq, and uh, that's an extremely dangerous job for anybody that you know knows anything about that. It's like a, a very low survival rate. And he was like 16, right? Yeah, 16, 17 at the time. Um, and, you know, he, he helped out uh, folks on our base. He helped out our unit or, you know, army units and, and things like that. And he, he became like a little brother to me. So um, at the end of that, at the end of that tour, you know, I, I went home and I moved on with my life. I'd kind of just assumed that, you know, that was it. I, you know, I was done with the military, um, kind of moved on. And um, unfortunately, like a few years later, my little brother was murdered, um, which was extremely sad. Um, and I had to move back to California. So on the way back to California, uh, I, I had to pick up or I had to pack up my apartment in Arizona and I got off the plane, uh, got in the first taxi and we're driving to my apartment and it turns out that the taxi driver is this kid, Brahim, that was my interpreter in Iraq, you know, five years prior or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. 7,500 miles away, five years later, like I'm sitting in a taxi with this kid, you know, like what are the chances of that? It's like yeah. one in a million. So I, I told that story, uh, got a lot of like buzz, I guess. Uh, and you know, it, it kind of uh, between that and the in the comic book, it kind of just like jump started my writing career. So here we are. You and know? then and then basically through that, you got to sort of collaborate and help on the Delray book from a certain point of view, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's I, I guess that's um, yeah. In, in a roundabout way, uh, I, I became friends with um, Ben Acker, who you know he he yeah. writes comics, writes you know some Star Wars stuff. And total sweaty. Yeah, total Big super sweaty. Yeah, super sweaty. And um, he was, you know, writing the story for this anthology novel, yeah. um, Certain Point of View. Um, and for, if I don't know if people don't know what that is. It's, they uh, all know. They all know, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, everybody yeah. watches yeah. this. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, you are amongst fans, so, my friend. So, <laughs> yeah, so Ben was telling me that the story that him and his partner, uh, Ben Blacker, which is Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, um, they, they got the story... Uh, about the stormtrooper who bumps his head in, in the, you know, so they had to write the canon for that, like why that happened. Um, and Ben was saying that, um, you know, he he just wanted my help. And he, the, the character, he said, kind of reminded him of me for whatever reason. Um, you hit just, your head a lot when you walk in the room? Well, he's just a disgruntled troop, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, I do actually. I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, he's like a disgruntled stormtrooper. And, um, you know, I gave him a few lines and, you know, like some terms, like some military terms. And it was cool. I got to, like, collaborate and some words I wrote are in a Star Wars novel now, you know. That's awesome. doesn't get cooler than that, right? So we're all the way to you working on Star Wars. Let's ask, a, we always ask this one question yeah. to sort of start to know your fandom, yeah. which is, yeah. what is your first memory of Star Wars entering your life? Uh, my first memory of Star Wars is, you know what, I, I think that this is a pretty common thing, but my dad was a yeah. big Star Wars fan. So I remember, I can't even, I don't remember how old I was, but he was watching Star Wars and I sat down and I was like, I don't know what this is, but this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I was <laughs> obsessed. Um, like every Saturday morning I would watch 
all three Star Wars movies, like yeah. every weekend um, until like the a little VHS, VHS rewind. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like um, a little car. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just obsessed. My dad had uh, he when I was old enough, he showed me his collection of Star Wars toys, like the you know like the old ones, and he had a uh, a vintage Return of the Jedi lunchbox, like from like the seventies. It was awesome, or whenever, or I guess it would be eight, yeah, eighty three. So real cool lunchbox, and actually um, that lunchbox is no no longer with us. Uh, my brother, when he was a kid, <laughs> he took the lunchbox to the comic store uh, to uh, Heroes. Oh no joke! And he traded that lunchbox for a pack of Pokemon cards. Yeah, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right now, yeah. Peter. Oh right now, Peter is gonna cut to Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> going like him falling <laughs> in the chair. It's yeah. like the millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror. But yeah. was he like super stoked on his Pokemon cards? He guards? was super stoked. So he came home and he had all these Pokemon. He had like four packs. And, uh, four packs? Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was like four packs. It was like, oh, it was, like no. 40 cards or something. And uh, he's like, look at my Pokemon. I got a sparkly Charizard or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I was like, cool, where did you get those? And he's like, oh, well, the guy said I could trade in some old toys. So I just took dad's old Star Wars toys down there and traded them in for Pokemons. And I was like, Oh fuck! <laughs> That's you why you got sparkly charms yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh. I was like, "Yeah, we're not telling dad about this." Um, so oh. yeah, my dad still doesn't know. He's just like, "What happened to my Star Wars stuff?" <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, but, There's yeah. just one frame yeah. of wow. Charizard yeah. on his desk. He's like, "I don't even like Pokemon. Why do I have a Charizard?" I don't know. Oh my god! So, Heroes and Willow Glen. Uh, Heroes and Campbell. Campbell, yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes, yeah. man. I'm East Bay, man. We don't have that. Yeah, it's yeah, his yeah. local shop. So Dylan and I are actually from the same town. Mm -hmm. um, he went to high school with some buddies of mine. And Heroes is like one of the local comic yeah. shops there. Yeah. Man. My little brother. I mean, but he was a hustler, you know? He, he <laughs> yeah. Got his Pokemon that guys. is like, yeah. it's he almost was, like he, he knew. Started, like, he started what's the young. Deal? Yeah, he started What's the young, deal with the so... vintage Return of the Jedi I, lunchbox? I, I, I know. It's gone. It's never coming back. He like walks exactly. in like, this is with old. Like, an, an attache case, <laughs> yeah. opens it, all vintage Kenner figures. He's like, I don't know what these are, man. Yeah. Like, I'll take the sparkly Charizard, yeah. six of them, you know, signed by the voice You know the guy working at the comic book store, his eyes lit up, you know? And he's like, just handed a treasure trove. He's like, oh yeah, I'll give you a piece. Pikachu too, like, mm -hmm. yeah. So anyway, that I I, I totally went off on a that's tangent. Awesome. That's, that's a great story. <laughs> that's awesome, man. We yeah, have one somewhere. Yeah, we yeah. actually have one of the Jedi lunchboxes. Oh, cool, it might cool. be the same one over there. Oh, really? Don't yeah. worry about it. We'll show you we'll afterwards. Find, yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of action figures and toys, were you when like ever big into like collecting? Oh yeah. Like, Star Wars yeah. toys or like like the toys that came out later on? Yeah, like I said, like I, I used to play with my dad's vintage. Yeah. Like he had the Y wing, like the old one, and oh. you know, like. He had a bunch of he had a bunch of Star Wars toys, and when I was a kid, I would play with all of them, and I would I would take them over to my next door neighbor, who was like probably at the time like eighteen or something, yeah. and I was like nine. Um, but he was like the the dude was cool. He's like, oh yeah, like I'll play with you. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, that might be kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> I mean, kids yeah, go hang yeah, out at a comic book shop yeah, with creepy old exactly exactly. Time. But like you know, and, and it's cool that a ten year old can bond with a seventeen year old over Star Wars. Star Wars is just. You know, well, that's the beauty of Star Wars. Exactly. We always talk about how yeah. it's generational. It's like Absolutely. everybody has their era yep. of Star Wars, and that's yep. a great example of it. Yeah, it's not, for mm -hmm. me, I don't think that's weird at all. It's like, yeah, yeah dude, sweet Kenner Y-Wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. tight. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be you know? me. Like, my buddy uh, Frank Cayetti, <laughs> he just adopted uh, uh, a little boy who's oh. now just loves 
Star Wars. And because of this show, we get sent stuff from like Hasbro and we get some Funko stuff every once in a while. Oh, and cool. just like a week ago, I just went over with a tub and this kid was like, <laughs> it's like yeah. they just, he freaked out. So Love I totally it. get that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. That's too funny. So um, we do a thing where we do this questionnaire. Let's which, do it. You ready to do I'm it? I'm ready. Are you ready? We're going to really get sweaty now. I was, I was born. I actually am sweating. That's all right. I sweat, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I, I sweat yeah. constantly, and I'm wearing yeah. a jacket yeah. and a beanie yeah. on my head. It's just, so, it this, is what it is. And this, uh, you, these don't need to be like one-word answers. We can talk about it and hey, break this stuff no, down. I, I got you. We're going to get it. I got you, We're going to get into it. So the first question is mm -hmm. the easiest one. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Well, the obvious answer I feel like is Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm gonna go with Rogue One. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Second Rogue One. Second, Second Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah. Second Rogue uh, yeah, One. I'm. You know. I'm. Uh, is it a military thing? Is it a what is it? I don't know. It was just so different uh, than. It, it just felt different, you know. And uh, the visuals for me were great, and the, the story. I mean, the story's kind of the same, but uh, I don't know what it was about Rogue One, uh, but it just, um, it got to me, you know? I feel like it is, it's got to be that boots on the ground thing, because you're you, saying it got to you. Yeah, you know maybe, I mean? yeah maybe. There's something I don't about know. that, like seeing yeah. the like the face of yeah. the rebellion in mm -hmm. a way that you never have. Well, I mean, seeing those like, uh, those AT-ATs or AT-ATs like on the beach. I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, like, because, I mean... Sandals? Exactly. <laughs> it was amazing. Stormtroopers um, and, and sandals, baby. It, <laughs> it was just... It was a good one. I, I liked it. I mean, obviously, uh, Empire Strikes Back is probably my favorite favorite, but I feel like every everybody probably says that. No. No, no really? Return of the Jedi. Really? It's by far yeah. number one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can it's, we talk it's, about that? It's, yeah. It, 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 it is quite literally... It's the Luke Vader moment. It's Luke getting mm -hmm, to that, mm -hmm. the cusp of the dark side, throwing the saber away and saying, no, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. And I, Everybody I, loves that. And, and Jabba. And I also yeah. think it has something to do with the fact that I think now with, you know, I, I think I'm on the older end yeah, of yeah. our generation. And I think really it has a lot to do with the fact that that is the movie that we as kids yeah. watch the most. Mm -hmm. um, and now that we're older... Yeah. I think that we we're like kind of taking yeah. the baton now, and so that's why a lot of right, people right, right. Are, are saying that that's their favorite. In yeah. ten years, it'll be like yeah. I mean, dude, when, I mean, when we started yeah. this show, yeah. I'm like, yeah. look, we're not here to to yeah. shit on the prequels or anything right, like right. that because it, it has its place. But mm -hmm. I don't think Alex and I really realized um, how popular. The prequel movies were to people really? until yeah. we started doing this show. Get a lot of revenge because we get a lot of revenge. Really, we, like especially when we first started, we had like our. I'm gonna say like almost all of our first guests for the most part were it was a prequel movie. And what? Alex and I were sitting here looking at each other, going, "What have we been reading wrong? What are we doing wrong?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and like again, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to hate on the prequels. Just understand that from my generation, that wasn't necessarily our favorites. And right, so when we right. we never really hear that being a favorite. And mm -hmm. so yeah, on the show it was like whoa. Yeah. So I think we're going to maybe know the answer to this next question. <laughs> and yeah. it's not, this is not hate, so yeah. put the keyboard Just down. relax, sweaties. What is, your, <laughs> what is your least favorite Star Wars movie? I mean, Phantom Menace, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. I enjoyed Phantom Menace. I enjoy all, I enjoyed all the movies. It's impossible. They're exactly. terrible. I love uh, them. <laughs> and Darth Maul is one of the coolest characters ever. And I think it it really bummed me out when they just like got rid of him real quick. You know, it's like how did you? 
he doesn't get a whole movie. You know what I mean? So, which uh, I will argue mm-hmm. is almost the, the 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 biggest complaint with every single Star Wars movie with a particular character. Is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they, that person was really cool and. Exactly. They, just, they killed him off so easily? Like, yep. in almost every single Star Wars film, there's right. that character. Yeah. Uh, just a cool character. But out of all of them, I, I think that... I mean, you, you got... Uh, what's his name? Jar Jar Binks. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what ruined it for me. Like, all the CGI. The CGI just wasn't there yet. Um, practical effects are just so much better. We all know that. Yeah. So. Well, they have this sort of, I mean, every, every, we've talked about this so much, but it's that tactile sensation. It's mm-hmm. really there. Yeah. The actor's acting with something. Yeah. And you're right. I think, you know, Phantom Menace, if it were mm-hmm. to be made now, mm-hmm. would be a much different story. Absolutely. They have, they have much better techniques yeah. for actors. Like, they have yeah. mocap stations where the actors would instantly be able to see yeah. what's going on. Like, yeah. I love watching the BTS on, like, Attack mm-hmm. of the Clones mm-hmm. and Phantom Menace because like, those actors are quite literally being, like, Blue cushions yeah. are being thrown at them, and Jordan's like, "Well, figure it out." Like, you know, like Natalie's just looking at him, like, like, "Going, what do you? I don't understand. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Oh, oh, action! Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. What are we doing here? But I will Yo. say, mm-hmm. I, I think that Phantom Menace, out of all the prequels, looks the best because it's the it was the only one of those three that was actually shot on film. Oh, really? The rest and, of them were done digitally. On real sets. And on real that's sets. That's true. That's true. That actually, have true. real yeah. locations for that. That's the rest true. of them are all CG. So that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, who's your favorite character? So the obvious answer would be Han Solo. Um, and then the second obvious answer would be Lando Calrissian, which actually, can can we talk about that? Let's, yes. talk. Let's um, talk about Lando Calrissian. So before Donald Glover was, was announced as Lando, uh, I had just moved to L.A., and uh, my agent said they're looking <laughs> for a Lando. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's going to be me. I was like, <laughs> I'm getting this job. I'm going to be Lando. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to get you a meeting, blah, blah, blah. And then probably like three days later, it's like, Donald Glover's Lando. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, but I mean, how, how can you hate on him? He he looks perfect for the role. Uh, yeah. it, I, I can't wait for... Are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited. I think that's going to be my, my favorite one. Am, am I allowed to talk about... Things. Whatever you want. Like, see, all right. So I know. I know. I know. somebody that was on set for Solo, and um, oh, are we spilling some deets? Yeah. Deets. Yeah. Deets. Yeah. Um, and wh- who's the who's the kid that's that's playing Han Solo? Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, yeah. yeah. Apparently, he's not a great actor. Oh. So I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this, um, but they had to hold his hand through the entire movie. They almost got rid of him. Uh, he he was that bad. So they almost just like fired him um so basically like every single scene it was just like just do this you know like they held his hand through the entire movie so wow that surprises me yeah like he's like been praised at being such a a good actor in the 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 few roles that we have seen him in Mm -hmm. Uh, well it was that uh the hail caesar Caesar well he he played a bad actor in hail caesar so (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 and i i don't know what he did Mm. before i just know that he Mm. was in like a weird birthday video or something that got passed around, and I think it was Spielberg saw him in this mm-hmm. like goofy birthday video of a mm. kid's friend or something, and was like, "That kid should be on screen." Really? Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. You know what? I'm excited for Solo. I think it's going to be great. I'm so. I'm 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 hopeful. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Star mm-hmm. Wars. I mean, specifically with Last Jedi, like we love that movie, but it's a very heavy movie. Yeah, it's a very thick movie. Like yeah. you don't leave the theater yeah. being like. That was God, a fun I adventure. love it. That, what a great adventure. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Whereas like with solo, I'm kind of excited mm -hmm. just to like sit and just have like yeah. really Lando and Han kind yep. of go back and forth and exactly. fly fast spaceships so. and steal stuff. Sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, so I guess to get back to the answer, I would have said Lando because as a kid growing up, he was the only black character and yeah. I was always Lando when we were playing. Um, Which is another big thing that's yeah. really trending on Twitter right, now, right? right? Is this idea of like representation mm -hmm. matters, mm -hmm. specifically in yeah, Star Wars. Absolutely. And I mean, obviously we're two white men, so like yeah. we've been, we're very well represented, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And it's really great to see Lucasfilm yeah. really leading that charge. And yeah. Disney, like Star Wars, more than anything like, yeah. and maybe again with Rogue yeah. One, I don't want to make an assumption, uh -huh. but everybody could look at Rogue One and be like, oh my gosh, I'm represented in this movie. Yeah. Like Diego Luna, uh -huh. Forrest Whitaker, Felicity yeah. Jones, yeah. Uh, Riz Ahmed, um, uh, Donnie, Donnie Yen. Just a, just like, it's just like, cast. it's just such, yeah. it's great mm -hmm. to see, maybe this is like a cheesy way to say it, yeah. but it's like, humanity like because yeah. that's what star wars to me really is all about yeah i mean i mean you know growing up it's as a kid it's like you've got you know all these white characters and then aliens it's like that's yeah. all that you know it's like that's weird so i and, well, i max rebo's yeah, a yeah, badass yeah so yeah 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 um so yeah i mean i i associated with lando a lot but to answer the question oh. i would say my new favorite character is fn 2187 Finn. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Traitor. I, yeah. Traitor. It, it's funny because I kind of see a little bit of myself in that character. Yeah. I, I had those moments in, in the military. I, uh, I wouldn't say. I'm here. I'm getting a theme. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I would regret my service, but. You questioned what you might have been fighting for? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly really? what it is. So, you know, there's that scene in, like, the opening scene of uh, The Force Awakens, you know, when they're ordering him to, like, kill these people, and he's, like, hesitating. Like, I identified with that. Yeah. Like, that was, like, powerful for me. I mean, for other folks watching it, it's, like, just a moment. But I was like, I know how that feels. Um, so I love his character. You know, he's just, like, ch chasing this girl around, and he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he knows he's trying to get out of the... He knows the, what he doesn't want yeah, to do. Yeah, ex exactly. So... Um, he yeah, yeah he's he's a he's a great character John Boyega. How did you like where his character went in the Last Jedi? I I mean in terms of character, maybe not necessarily storylines or something, but just I think I think it, it, it's going the right direction. I mean, um, he in the Force Awakens, you know, he's kind of this kid, he's lost and stuff, and he, he's uh, he's matured um, in 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 the next one. I'm excited to see where this goes. I know it's it's going down some dark some dark paths here, um, but yeah, John John Boyega and, and, and Finn as Finn, um, he's probably my favorite Star Wars character right now. There wow. is something really yeah. great in Last Jedi too yeah. when Luke's giving his little spiel. He's like, "And I will not be the last Jedi." And you see Ray, but there's also he goes, "The war is just beginning," and they choose Finn, yeah. which I think which I think is such an interesting choice, yeah. right? Because here's this guy who we first meet mm -hmm. choosing. I am. I don't want to be a part of right. this side of things. Right. But then that is like the establishing. But I do want to fight. You know, on he this has a reason. He has a reason to. He's fight. really. Yeah. He has the yeah. reason to fight now. So absolutely. I also love attack the block. So I was so <laughs> stoked for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, good. Yeah. so good. All right. So who's your least favorite character? Least favorite character? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I mean, Jar Jar Binks. I mean, Jar, 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 Jar Jar Binks. I mean, he's just. It was, he was just a weird character. He's super stereotypical. It's just like this, like, shucking and jiving, you know. It was kind of sad that they put that dude in there. 
Um, so yeah, the Star Wars universe didn't really need that guy like at all, you know? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. I, Nothing but net. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like slick. Like, yeah. is, is, that, is that the answer yeah. for every... It's Jar Jar, Jar uh, like big, huge Star Wars nerds that come on. Yeah. They always name a character we don't even know. Yeah. That's like, how bad those characters are. Like the two announcers in the Phantom From Menace. From Phantom Menace. And whatnot. Yeah. The yeah. two headed guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been told six times though, I don't. I still don't know their names. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I just... That's funny. I don't know. Um, what's your favorite quote in Star Wars? Oh, the the Han Solo and uh, Princess Leia moment at the end of Empire Strikes Back when she runs out before he's about to hit the uh, carbonite or whatever, and she says, I love you, and he looks at her and says, I know. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that, watching that over and over and over again as a child, like, stunted my, you know, emotional growth as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's because, yeah, we exactly. Can't, we're not, we can't yeah, say it. Because, you know... Uh, you know, my girlfriend will be like, I love you. And I'm like, I know, okay, bye. And like, <laughs> uh, not, so, not quite the yeah, swagger yeah, of Harrison yeah, Ford. Exactly. But like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that, um, that, mo or that, that moment's pretty, it's, it's just iconic for me. I, I, I love that moment. You think Lando's ever told a woman or like Hell a space no. alien lady friend? Actually, yes, but you. he's never once meant it. Yeah. He knows exactly, what he's doing. Exactly. He says, I love you yeah. once a night. I love you. Yeah. Like, that's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lando yeah. throws, he did, yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's, Lando loves everybody. Lando loves yeah. everybody. Right, right, right. Lando's the smoothest man in the galaxy. Right. That's hilarious. So, if you could have one job in the Star Wars universe, Ooh. what would it be? You know, this, people probably wouldn't pick this job, but I would love to be an X-Wing pilot. Like, that would be, I'd probably die, obviously. Um, <laughs> Why, obviously? You're I, actually I, a pilot. You were I, in the Air Force. Well, I wasn't a pilot, actually. Oh, you were? Okay. I, I jumped out of planes. Oh, okay. Um, so, and I'm afraid of heights, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The worst job ever, um, if you're afraid of heights. But, uh, yeah, no, it just looks cool. And um, I actually had the, the chance to sit in that X-Wing simulator that EA had. Oh, yeah. for... Dude, yeah, I did, too. Did too. that was amazing, right? <laughs> Um, so my buddies uh, did that whole event. Oh, it was awesome. Whole, it's super cool, right? Yeah, so yep. I think that solidified it for me. Uh, just the idea, like as a kid, just the idea of like putting on that helmet and getting in and like, you know, doing the Death Star run, like all of that's super epic. I, when I was a kid, I had such a great like connection to when they say like Red 5 standing by. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's something yeah. about yeah. them all like yeah. signing on like with their exactly. little, their color and their right, number. And right, then you're right. just like, there's like six of these guys, and they're gonna go attack like the yeah. space I Nazis. I love it. It's yeah. rad. <laughs> the space Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. If you get the chance, if you like doing the X-wing fighter pilot thing, if you get the chance, go to downtown Disney mm -hmm. and be a stormtrooper and do the virtual reality void. Oh, cool, Dude. cool. Yeah, we it, just that... did it two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unreal. Whoa. Really? Unreal. Yeah. Like, we turned right back around and did it again. Yeah. I'll um, have another uh, ticket, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I can't wait for, for Star Wars Land. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah I, think so. I think I'm going to be living there. Yeah, probably. What, what job would you not want to have in the Star Wars universe? Ooh. What job would I... Uh, the Rancor Keeper. <laughs> or, no, actually, uh, I don't... What's a, uh, what's a Nerf Herder? <laughs> yeah, I would. I don't want to be a nerf herder. I don't, you don't know what that is. Herd nerfs. Yeah, right. I don't want to do that. I think it. I think in the Marvel comics they established that nerfs are a creature, and they should like are herded like sheep. 
Interesting. So I guess that's the Star Wars equivalent of a sheep herder, but then yeah. I'm like, it's scruffy not look, that yeah, bad. Yeah, scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> it's not that That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. A nerf herder. You're don't the wanna, first nerf herder we've gotten. Yeah, don't want to be that. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be that. Uh, what color would your lightsaber be? Perps. Perps? Mace Windu. Mace Windu? Yeah. Perps? I, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, who else has a purple lightsaber? He's the only one. At exactly. least, well, I mean, that's all I know of. You can yeah. let me know in the comments yeah. how wrong I am. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... Oh, you were wrong! Don't do it! I have a lightsaber! I should have a Star Wars show, not you! <laughs> do you get that a lot? No. No, oh. no but we like to pretend that they're we like that. We like to that. pretend no. that yeah. Like, yeah. we're just constantly yeah. being th tomatoes thrown at us. Because yeah. we feel like that's yeah. what we What do. about the hilt? Would you have like a special kind of metal? Would it Dude, be like... what are these? So these are both that's Luke. That's Jedi Luke. And that's, and that's... Oh, that's the originally whole thing. Boy, this is tight. Yeah, our boy Saber Bay, who was on last week. Yeah. Those are all his. Ooh. Man, he kills it. Okay, let me not drop this. What no. type of so would you would you go for something a little more like classic, or no, would you do something yeah, a little more I, industrial? I want the, yeah, the industrial. All right, like so we're the, going for like a Graflex style hilt yeah. with a purple blade. Ooh, yeah, that's crazy, right? right? I like all that. Right. That's so you, you've huh? got your Graflex uh -huh, saber. You, uh -huh. It's purple, mm -hmm. right? Vader has literally just sliced Ooh. Dylan's hand off. Your purple saber falls down. He's looking at you. He can say one thing to Dylan other than, I am your father. What's what's he say to Dylan? <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. What, is, what does Darth Vader say to Dylan? Uh, Go get my lunchbox back, you piece <laughs> yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> right? um, I don't know. I, that's putting me on the spot. Um, I should have thought about this. This is the beauty of this show. Yeah. We're just going to wait. Do you edit this out? Nope. Just, no, this, no, is, you, this what? is it. Oh, is so it. I'm just going to be on, on, on air, like, just fumbling around? Mm -hmm. That's all with, good. With the, this with is the, the greatest part of the show, This is the best man. part of the show. Well, I, don't know what I, I don't know what Darth Vader would say to me. <laughs> if, honestly, if Darth Vader cut my hand off, I'd be crying. So like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Like, I, I mean, sh I would have fallen off that thing. Like, <laughs> you would die. There's That's... no way, dude, cuts my hand off, say, and I'm like, no. Yeah. No, You're I like... would have been like, Oh God, and then just like, <laughs> You'd have been like, I'm afraid yeah, of heights. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> awesome, so, dude. Thank you so much yeah, for thank being you so here. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, where can our fans find you online if they want to check you out? Uh, I'm on the Twitter machine. That's at uh, Dilly P D Y L L Y P. We will put the link in the show notes. Yeah. We'll also get some links so they can check yeah. out your story. We, well, we you wanna... got some events. You have an event coming up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a, uh, a live show at the Avalon on March 7th. In I think Los it's Angeles? In Los Angeles. I think it's sold out already, unfortunately. But uh, they might be selling tickets at the door. Who this knows? is for the Moth? Yeah, for the Moth. For the Moth, which is another great podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at the iTunes rating, they're just under Black Series Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> they're just yeah. under. It's yeah. like yeah. Pod Save America, Nerdist, which is now ID10T, Black Series Rebels, and then the Moth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to check out Dylan. And remember, may the Force be, be with you. Thanks for checking out the show, and if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.